magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Monday, October 30th, six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Rob, guess what? Yes, Casey. Mike Pence dropped out of the 24 presidential race. Oh, man, that's a shame. I hate to see that. Who didn't see that one coming? 2% Pence. You know why this happened, don't you? Uh, Because he's totally out of step with the Republican Party. He's completely 100% disingenuous, and people quickly saw through it a complete accomplishmentless hypocrite he's been for basically 20 years. That, and he didn't qualify for that third debate. Oh, so right. do you think he's trying to save face well, of here? of course he is. I mean, look, Mike Pence is going out the way he deserves on his back, crying uncle, and he couldn't even get to 4% to get on the debate stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, my, there was a time where Mike Pence's version of politician was a pathway to success. And that was a decent looking dude who gave really good speeches and was incredibly disciplined on messaging. However, in the internet age in which people can find each other and regularly correspond with each other, you got to actually produce something. And I will continue to ask this question, be it because my favorite part of the weekend was the gravy train brigade and the just, I mean, we are talking uh, gallons of tears coming from the gravy train brigade. It is, it is, (laughs) it is as though the day they, you know, the, probably the way people were when they found out Elvis died. Right. I mean, but this is just the death of Pence's political career. Uh, What is the signature accomplishment of Mike Pence? I'm not talking speeches. I'm not talking words. I'm asking in terms of whether you take his time in the United States Congress or as governor. The vice presidential stuff doesn't count because that's all Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the what was the signature accomplishment of Mike Pence? Was it Rifra? Uh, right, just in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, opting air quote opting out of Common Core, and then because he's addicted to federal money, taking ninety percent of Common Core back in the new standards, but it costs the state a hundred million dollars. What was it? Voting for all these ill-begotten wars and military conflicts, trillions of dollars in deficit spending in the Congress. What is the signature? There's nothing. There's nothing you look at Mike Pence and go, we're so glad Mike Pence was here because fill in the blank. Oh, well, Todd Young has something different to say. Oh, well, sure he does. He said Mike Pence has been a leading voice in the conservative movement for more than two decades. In every role, he's represented our state and nation with optimism and integrity. Um, what What is the... So by Mike Pence's standard, let's, mm-hmm. let, let's use P- Pence as the standard bearer. No wonder people want to move on from what they see as modern to, you know, day conservatism, right? Because if Mike Pence is the standard bearer of pure, per the Duke of Spendingburg, mm-hmm. no wonder people want something different because what is the voting record of Mike Pence? 
in the U.S. Congress, it was massive growth, growth of government, massive growth of government spending, massive expansion of the military-industrial complex, T- one terrible choice after another as it related to foreign policy. What was his time as governor? Again, no meaningful tax reform whatsoever, continued expansion of government, multiple national embarrassments. So if Mike Pence is the standard bearer of what people say conservatism is, no wonder there's so many people who are like, we want Trump. Mm -hmm. We want what Trump has to offer. We're for populism or whatever you want to call it, because Mike Pence and the the modern day conservative movement, I guess if that is indeed it, and with him as a figurehead, it is a colossal failure. You said that this would be his last political career. Will it? Yes. Oh, he's done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no there's absolutely no way, because if you think about let's just use Indiana as obviously the landscape. Mm -hmm. I assume he's going to stay living here, at least legally. Well, Jimbo is going to be the senator. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to keep Rust off the ballot. And even if Rust manages to get on the ballot, the odds of him winning with the entire thumb of the Indiana Republican Party on the scale against him are thin. So you're going to have Jim Banks as the senator. You're going to have Spendingberg as the senator. And Mm -hmm. then next time somebody tries to Mike Pence is not going to primary Todd Young, and Todd Young essentially can't lose because the system is rigged in his favor. And you know that the next time he runs and he's a senator, there'll be people who will huff and puff and moan and whatever, and then they'll get in the ballot box and go, well, I can't have a Democrat in there. He's not going to obviously run for governor. There's going to be a new Republican governor in there. What what path does he have left? I mean, I guess he could challenge whoever comes out of. I think he. I think his house is in the fifth congressional district. I, I could be wrong on that. Maybe it's not. But regardless, what, what is what is his path to be in being in public office? Maybe he could be like a county commissioner somewhere or something. <laughs> not a cabinet position or anything like that, because he would look at that as a demotion. But isn't it interesting that he's getting all of this publicity? It's like the most publicity he's gotten throughout this entire race is the day that he drops out. But what was his? And this is where we come back to the people I've dubbed the gravy train brigade. Mm-hmm. And these are people who have been around Mike Pence since the earth was young. And they saw him as a meal ticket. And many of them have cashed in over the decades that he's been in public life. They were they saw a sweet ass opportunity to have jobs for another. I mean, I think they thought they were going to get to at least New Hampshire. And they convinced this guy to enter into this fool's errand. They convinced this guy, hey, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people out here, Casey, who just hate Trump. And you're the hero because you're the guy who lied on January 4th and then on January 6th did something different. And people are going to love you for that. Mm -hmm. And he found out the hard way. No, people hate you for that because you on January 4th, Mike Pence, we played the audio a million times on this show, told people in Georgia how concerned he was about the election results. We're going to hear the evidence. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And then he has spent the next two and a half years acting like he is some sort of national hero because he didn't follow through on what he said on January the 4th. It's like him and Liz Cheney should team up and do something together. Absolutely. Have a sitcom or something. And he will get a job. I mean, he will. Look, he's not going to get a real job that produces for society. So don't think he's going to be running a Kmart or something. His heart, the Kmart's not even a thing anymore. A Walmart Perfect. somewhere. Right. Kmart would. <laughs> K, if Pence ran something, it would end up the way Kmart ended up. Um, but he, he's going to end up in a think tank or, you know, writing somewhere or giving speeches somewhere or whatever. But he's done politically. There's no path for him. He is the new Dan Quayle and good riddance to that garbage. All right. Well, let's listen to him. Here he is dropping out of the 24 presidential race. I just couldn't sit this one out. 
But the Bible tells us that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And traveling across the country over the past six months, I came here to say it's become clear to me this is not my time. <laughs> so after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. Okay. True story, Casey. Yeah. This was many years ago. I once, for a very brief period of time, dated a Colts cheerleader. And my concession speech sounded just like that when it became very <laughs> clear. This is not my time. When it became, became very clear that my wallet did not match the size of the wallet this well-assembled woman was anticipating necessary for the remainder of her days. Can we hear the beginning of that again, Kev? Because that's this is almost verbatim how my concession speech went. I just couldn't sit this one out. <laughs> but the Bible tells us. Okay. That's what you said to her. So who stands to gain from Mike Pence dropping out? Nikki Haley? Ron DeSantis? Uh, anybody else? Well, I think he's going to endorse Haley. Yeah. And uh, look, this is the pattern here, though, right? Is that um, Trump will turn his vengeance on whoever he perceives to be the biggest threat. And he's yet to do that on Nikki Haley. And it's like, people are like, oh my gosh, she's going to endorse Nikki Haley. And it's about, you could combine all the people running against Trump together and they don't equal Trump. It does, nobody's going to be like, oh, Mike Pence said blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Well, he can't even get 4%. No, that's the point. It's like, right? it is so fascinating how our media lives in its own little world that is totally detached from reality. And in the media's world, somebody who hated Trump's endorsement is going to make all this difference when the polling reality tells you nobody liked this guy anyway because it was Mike Pence's behavior. Mike Pence did this to himself. Nobody held a gun to Mike Pence's head and made him stand on that stage on, on January 4th in Georgia and tell those people all the mm -hmm. concerns he had and he couldn't wait to hear the objections and blah, blah, blah. Mike Pence has always taken the path of political least resistance and it finally bit him in the ass yeah he, that's why he's done yeah he it was a, it was a high wire he was trying to do both sides and it didn't work out for him trump is still beloved by the republican party trump is still the figurehead of the republican party and look people like mike pence will not do what do they call that after a campaign when you lose post-mortem or whatever that thing is called where where you kind of review why mm -hmm. did we lose these people are not like Pence are not going to do this reflection and go, why do I was thinking about this driving into work today? You know how we're supposed to care about the feelings of others and we're supposed to in a new world, we're supposed to understand others and understand their truth. Nobody seems to understand the truth of the Trump voter. Like, why does the Trump voter feel this way? Why is the Trump voter so uh, detached from the modern Republican Party? Why is the Trump voter so angry at the Republican Party? Why was the Trump voter looking for Trump? And the reality is because they became dis dis disaffection. Is that what the word I'm looking for? They became pissed off. <laughs> At the Mike Pence wing of the Republican mm -hmm. Party, who for generations promised one thing and never, ever delivered on it and kept citing on behalf of bigger government and a government that left the Trump voter behind. Speaking of Trump, here he is saying goodbye to Mike Pence. Bye bye. 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 Thank you very much for coming. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. 
Bye-bye. Go have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bing. Bing. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, folks. It is 18 after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Real quick, I just I don't mean to hit you with this, but real quick. Would it be possible uh, at the top of every hour we can just address Mike Pence not being in the race today? Absolutely. I mean, let me have this today, Casey. It's just your let, day. Just let me it's, have this today. You know what? It's your special Thank day. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, 23 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Over the weekend, Friends star Matthew Perry died. He was in his Pacific Palisades home. It happened in the afternoon. Uh, the LAPD said they received a phone call of a 50s-year-old man who was unresponsive. He was apparently found in his jacuzzi. An autopsy is performed, but of course the toxology results won't be available for a few weeks. Uh, it was initially reported that he drowned. Yeah, and look, who knows what exactly is going to come out with this, but Matthew Perry is is a, a great example of how one serious addiction is and that addiction doesn't uh, doesn't succumb to wealth or influence or your importance in society or perceived importance in society. And he was a guy who for many, many years uh, deeply struggled with a variety of um Addictions mm-hmm. and a lot of that played out in the public life. He had seemingly, but and you, know, you never know with, with people who have addiction issues, but he had seemingly conquered a lot of those demons. He had written about it in um, in a book. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, a guy who I was somewhat close to years ago who I did some media with who actually went to the same therapist as Matthew Perry and lived out in, in Los Angeles or Hollywood. And he said he used to see him come and go. And the dude had some issues, mm-hmm. right? And and he used to tell the story of, you know, you'd look up and here, you know, here comes Matthew Perry, which is like we say, they go, oh my gosh, it's, it's not that unusual in, in that area to see very famous people coming and going, whether it's doctor's offices or counselors. Maybe or, shocking in Indiana, but not in California. Right. So it wasn't yeah. like it, like people were starry-eyed. This guy had been in media for years, so it wasn't like he was you know, wowed by that or anything. But he said, you know, this is a guy that, that very seriously struggled with mm-hmm. with com- overcoming things now don't know whether it was related to that obviously he had lived a very rough life and maybe it finally caught up with him um look there are people who are doing the posts about his pro vaccination stance right. and you know uh, who knows whether that played a role in it as well but i think the the probably the couple things with matthew perry number one is seeing the outpouring from people clearly the impact he had in a positive way that show had in a positive way Uh, you hope he knew that and i'm sure he probably did but also if you have an addiction issue or you know someone who has an addiction issue do not be ashamed to seek and get help for that because it affects all sorts of people from all walks of life and you'd much rather be a person getting help for an addiction issue rather than than a person who is no longer with us 
probably maybe in large part because of, of a previous addiction issue. Yeah. Well, he was definitely comic relief on a touchstone show for an entire generation. Yeah. Many people affected by this. Yeah. And it just reminded me of all of the other young comedians who starred in sitcoms who died young. Yeah. And you think of that list and it's John Ritter and Andy Kaufman, Dan Hartman, Bob Saget. Now, Andy, at least with Andy Kaufman, not to say this makes it any better, but he had a very rare form of lung cancer. Mm -hmm. Like John Ritter obviously died of a, a heart attack. I believe it was fairly young. Phil Hartman was obviously tragically killed by his wife Mm -hmm. at least with andy kaufman it was like well what are the odds of this and the guy has you know this terminal very super rare cancer um but you're you're right there are a lot of uh, john belushi obviously Mm -hmm. is a person um sam kennison chris farley yep It, it is a look hollywood is a chaotic life that is a chaotic life and life on the road for comedians is a chaotic life and a lot of these people turn to these things because they don't know how to deal with the fame or the fortune or the importance or the responsibility that comes with that or always looking for the next high yeah you're right the next dopamine you're you're absolutely you always have to keep one-upping yourself to maintain that level so um matthew perry was he went to school with Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. That's wild. And here he is telling a story of when he was younger, he actually beat up Justin Trudeau. Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, somebody you went to school with. I did. I was a couple of years ahead of him. Okay. Where did, where, how old were you at this time? Uh, fifth grade. So whatever age you are in fifth grade. Okay. And do you remember? Ten, probably. Do ten? you remember him I, around school? I do. I have a story about him that I'm not proud of. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I was reminded of this. My friend Chris Murray, who was also in the fifth grade in Canada, reminded me that uh, we actually uh, b- beat up Justin Trudeau. You beat him up? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I don't know. The two he, of you beat him up? We both beat him up. And I, I think he was excelling in a sport that we weren't as... So it was pure jealousy. I see. And we, uh, we, we you know, we beat him up. And isn't there... Is, his dad was the Prime Minister of Canada. His dad was the Prime Minister At that Canada, time, right? I don't think that's the reason we beat him up. I think right. he was the only kid in school that we could beat up. Don't they have Secret Service there protecting the children of their Prime Ministers? Uh... They didn't. They didn't. Wow. Because that would never happen to Baron Trump. You'd be in the stockade right now. You'd be. It's true. You'd be in Russia somewhere. It's true. (laughs) But I'm. You know, I'm not bragging about this. This It's terrible. I was a stupid kid, and yeah, I didn't want to beat him up. In fact, I think at one point I tried to turn it into love play. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is a handsome guy. Boy, is he ever. Yeah. But I think it was rather instrumental in him become, you know, going to such great heights and becoming the prime minister. You feel that way? I think it was, you know, I think he said, I'm going to rise above this. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to become prime minister. I'm going to destroy those two boys. Yeah, exactly. Perry and Murray, who rose above both of us, you know. (laughs) Uh, did, by the way, did you know that I, I did not know this, that Keith Morrison, who is the guy from uh, Dateline, Dateline, yeah, the, sp- his dad. the spooky voice guy who yeah. does all sorts of, if you've ever watched Dateline NBC, he's kind of the older guy, white hair, mm-hmm. always has just a very haunting voice when he's doing the voiceovers for the Dateline NBC crime, um, you know, hour long show. That's his stepdad. Yeah. It's crazy. So you could say, I guess that Matthew Perry was a Nepo kid then, you know? He was a what? Uh, runs in the family. Oh, Nepotism. Oh. 
You taking a shot at the dead guy here, Casey? No, I'm just saying that I wonder if Can we let the guy rest in peace for that, a few days before we start the jokes? Is that how he got his break? Oh, into I don't Hollywood? know, Casey, but I'm not having any part of this <laughs> besmirching the dead. I didn't besmirch him. All he said was, I'm wondering if that's how he got his break into Hollywood. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. With Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Gavin Newsom went viral over the weekend for being a klutz. And we'll a get klutz? to the, a klutz. He steamrolled a little boy. <laughs> well, we're going to get to it in just a minute. But first, we have some sleuthing to do. Okay, two things. One, yes, for those of you on the YouTube, again, there is no camera uh, for me today. Weekend guy broke the camera again. We have narrowed it down to about two people mm-hmm. because we all know sweet Terry Stacy and uh, her group never touch nor manipulate the camera. Um, so she's out of the equation. Home and garden people don't they're clear. manipulate or touch the camera. They're clear. So once again, another weekend and the camera is broke again. Mm-hmm. And so um, it it is what it is, mm-hmm. and you can't even be angry about it anymore. So it's just Casey on the YouTube. It's just a new today. surprise every day. I mean, keeping you on your toes. That's all. Uh, it is what it is. Okay, so uh, producer Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, joins us now. He is the producer for Tony Katz Morning Show, and you told us uh, during the break, Tony never actually cares at all what you do over the weekend. No, he, ne- really, he, he no. never asks you. He's never like, "Hey, man, how was your weekend?" Nope. We just talk about the show. <laughs> That's about this it. This is teamwork, like your your host not caring at all about you. Um, but we care, and we ask you. Thank you. Because yeah. we, you're an out- He looks scared, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tony can fight with me if he wants to fight with someone, uh, and I'm guessing he won't. So, uh, you're an upstanding citizen. You pay all your taxes. You're a good dude. I went to your wedding, um, and so I care about what you do over the weekend. And we asked you, we said, hey, man, uh, you know, what did you do over the weekend? And you said, correct me if I'm phrasing this wrong. You went to a drive-by wedding? Pretty much, drive yeah. Drive-through wedding. Drive-through drive drive through wedding. Drive through what wedding. in the world is a drive-through wedding? So, about a month ago, a couple of mine and my wife's friends, they eloped, and we got an invitation in the mail, like, hey, we're having a wedding, in quotes, uh-huh. and pretty much they're like, show, show up at our house with yeah. your gift, drop it off, we'll have like some finger foods and some drinks, Yeah, and then we'll see you on your way. Wait, 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 wait. It's like a wedding open house. So, so there was no, like, when I went to your wedding, there's the ceremony. You mm-hmm. said all the nice things to your wife. The minister does the vows. You may kiss your bride. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. None of that. They had already done the they, thing. They had already done that. And basically, they sent you an invitation, like you sent me an invitation, and said, just show up to our house with a gift. Pretty much. Did it say gifts accepted it on did, the invitation? They just had a QR code for their uh, registry. Amazon registry. Yeah, we're like, okay. And they're, you know, like they're really good friends of ours. We see them a pretty decent amount. So uh-huh. we're like, oh, yeah. these are your friends. These, yes, yes, yes. These these are our friends. Okay, so I'm torn on this, Casey, because yeah. on one hand, there's a huge part of me that says that's freaking brilliant. Yes, because. No offense, and your wedding was lovely, but like half the time is three quarters of the it's time. It's a lot of time and money. Ninety percent of the yeah. time is just just mm-hmm. it's just a lot Pop of waste of time. Right, 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 right. And so there's part of me that says you are eliminating ninety percent of the misery. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the fact that it's like. <laughs> It's kind of presumptuous to tell somebody, just bring me a bring, gift. Bring me a present. Stop yeah. on by. Yeah. Yeah. And and I asked Jonathan, did you get a favor or something like a yeah. little baggy to go? Because there's the part, mm-hmm. like there's the no, speech, you know, part of the wedding is the best man gives up and gives mm-hmm. a speech yeah. or the, you know, father, the bride gives a speech or whatever. And look, usually those are somewhat boring, but it's part of the whole thing. Were you offended as a close friend of this person that you were asked to essentially just 
hey, bring me a gift and then get the hell out of my life. At first, I was. I was like, I want to like celebrate with these people. Yeah. But then I was like, do I really want to give up a false Saturday? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> He'd no, rather be watching football? That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so we stopped by. We were there for 30, 45 minutes. You know, we got to talk to the couple and everything. They're really nice. Yeah. But like after those 30, 45 minutes, we left and we did whatever we wanted to do for the rest of the day. It was, so it was really so nice. he was able to acknowledge their nuptials, yeah. but then move along. Where are we? Where are you at on this? You're, you the, you're the expert here. I, I'm I'm kind of liking it a yeah. little because they chose to elope, which may have been a financial thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's going to help them in the yeah, long run. Sure. Um, and I think now so many well. It, it, the bridezilla thing got out of control, and so many people focus on the the wedding yeah. and the ceremony uh-huh. and the dress and the flowers, and don't focus on the actual marriage. True, so, but it's not like okay. So, for example, I got married in my backyard, yeah, and it was here's the ceremony, and it was literally just the very closest of friends mm-hmm. and family, and boom, and then we're you know we had food for those people, and then hey, we're we're out of here. It's one thing to like say, hey, Jonathan is super close friends with these people and they're going to get married in their backyard and Jonathan and his wife are going to be there and then we're going to do a little thing and then we're going to be out. They're literally just asking you for gifts because you were not invited to the the actual here is the holy matrimony, From right? From my understanding, the eloping was like on a whim. They were just like, we don't want to wait. Let's just go elope. Mm-hmm. There's plotting involved in that. Yes, that's, <laughs> see, that, that's a, that raises your eyebrow. Did you ask for proof of the marriage license? No. Didn't, <laughs> so you don't even know do these that. people got married. <laughs> right. They can end up on American Green. Right. Maybe this is just a whole scam, and they oh. just wanted to get free stuff. All right. Well, I, I heard this, and I wanted you to clarify what exactly was going on. Jonathan, the producer for Tony Katz in the morning, and we care about what you did over the weekend, even, even if Tony does not. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Can we talk about Gavin Newsom running over a little child? <laughs> he was over in China playing basketball with a group of Chinese students. And while he was running, he it looks to me like one of his loafers slipped on the basketball oh, court. Oh, no, 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 no. He went full Shaquille O'Neal circa 2001. He just steamrolls over this little kid mm-hmm. and dares the referee to blow the whistle and call a charge. So he, he does the Harlem Globetrotter thing where he spins the mm-hmm. ball on his finger. Yeah, he was showing off, wasn't he? And then he like take and even if he didn't run over the kid, what are you doing? You're taking a 10-year-old to the hoop. <laughs> the kid's like 5 <laughs> foot tall and you're whatever, 6 foot whatever, and you are what? Oh, you're going to feel like a tough guy because you're taking some poor Chinese fifth grade student to the hoop yeah he did he well while he was it looked like he was trying to you know go do a layup and he did the bounce behind his back thing like Uh he was totally showing off i got you and it got the best of him is what happened kev you play uh basketball on the uh public courts there in greenwood is that correct Yes, that's correct. Do you ever take on small children and then feel better about yourself because you steamrolled a small child on the Greenwood public basketball courts? No, I mean, I've played pickup with teenagers before, but I don't go hard in the paint, yeah. as they say. Yeah, and, and these are not even teenagers. These are children. Yeah, that's that's worse. Like, the, these are not even children who could get into a PG-13 movie if they have the those over there. And this is a terrible look. Like, I look at this and I'm like, what a complete a-hole. Yeah, and he plowed over this kid, and the kid ended up, like, kind of rolling on him, so he grabbed him, and then he started, like, spanking his bottom. It, it, it looked like maybe he was trying to be playful but it was, it was weird it would thank you yeah like, yeah what is wrong with you that you are you are in china and you feel the need to go so hard to the hoop 
that you're steamrolling a kid, whoever's at fault here. Mm-hmm. The, what, what was the kid playing hand check defense? And that was <laughs> like, what are you doing? Delusions of basketball grandeur. Okay, well, the audio is fantastic. So let's listen to it. I mean, look, look, whether the kid was in position and it was a charge or he was out of position and it was a block. Kid was planted. That is. He, <laughs> he was setting a pick. That's irrelevant. Uh, that's just crazy that he mm-hmm. took it that serious. And everyone should totally question his character. All right. So Rob and I did something fun over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Morning, 949. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it was family day for Kendall and Casey at the Colts game yesterday. <laughs> Too bad they lost. What was that final score? 38-27, I think, yeah. was the final. Yeah. At one point, we knew they weren't going to pull it out, and so we left. Yeah, we held on, though. We did. We were mocking the people who left midway through the fourth quarter, and we said, what terrible fans. Right. And then, with about, <laughs> and then we became them. With about two minutes to go. Once that guy caught, caught the... Uh, 50-yard pass that mm-hmm. put him in the red zone. I said, my parlay is dead. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we're out of here. Uh, we were not even 30 feet from the parking garage when we arrived downtown and someone yelled, I hate Rob Kendall! I was wearing my I love Rob Kendall shirt and we were uh, recognized. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And so we had, a, we had a grand old time. We only made a couple of snide comments about the cost of the stadium while we were there and the cost of the retractable roof that's never open mm-hmm, at the stadium. Mm-hmm. And so by and large, we had a very good time. I still don't know why our, our boss, David Wood, gave us his tickets. Yeah. I have no Give idea. Give you the tickets. And then, yes, that's, yes, good point, Casey. The tickets were given to me and I, because uh, I think very highly of you, invited you and your husband to mm-hmm. go to the game with us. And I still don't know how that conversation went with you and our boss. He just literally, you want me to read it to you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> because all I know is you texted me, hey, what are you doing Sunday? And I was like, well, why? Why? You thought I, you were like, uh, can I come over and see your baby? <laughs> that, that's what I thought. You were going to be like, well, come come see Livy. Uh, hang on here. I'm going to read you exactly his invitation to me. Yeah. Um, Hey, I've got four seats in section 401. Oh, they doesn't even say technically they were his tickets. Oh. I guess I just assumed they were his tickets. Maybe he got them from someone else. Right. Uh, for Sunday's game, would you like them? That was the extent of it. Yes. And I said, yes. Yes. Of let's course go. I would. So I was so shocked because what's the capacity there? About 40,000? No way. It's like 65,000. 65,000 people. No 65, no people. And we're walking around, and now you were wearing your I love Rob Kendall t-shirt, which is a little bit of a context clue. But there were total strangers walking up to you and shaking your hand. They knew who you were. Like, you were like the big rock star there at this Colts game. And it's 67,000 is what the internet lists. Now, the internet, of course, never lies. So 67,000. Here's the thing, Casey, and Mm -hmm. I'm always... 
I'm always blown away by this, and I'm very confused about this because, on one hand, mm-hmm. you know, we are told how no one listens to the show, right? And you know, the people down the street from us always tell us no one listens. And yet, as you pointed out, at the Colts game, yeah. there were voluminous amounts of people coming up and wanting to engage uh, and you know say things, and most of them very kind and nice. And so mm-hmm. it's so weird how people would know that that's me if no one listens. I I don't know. I kept my distance a little. I didn't know how mal- mouthy you planned on getting at the game. Oh, I'm very well behaved in society. <laughs> I've, I've managed for many, many years to enter into, uh, uh, you know, society and not get in any sort of uh, engagements or entanglements that would involve me spending a, an evening in the uh, Marion County Jail. And so I do very well in, uh, in, in person. So luckily we did not get on the kiss cam. <laughs> well, I was sitting next to my wife, Casey. I know. So if I had. <laughs> I know, but wouldn't that have been, because oh. at one point you and I were sitting next to each other and our significant others yeah. were, were on the wings yeah. and I thought oh boy here comes the kiss cam yeah well uh, <laughs> here, here's the thing no. here's the thing to win those free was it lottery tickets yeah 500 bucks or something oh for those $500 you, you I would have laid it right on you sister <laughs> by the way can I yes. just say what? on the kiss cam yeah they gave the one guy literally got up and gave his I don't know wife girlfriend whatever it was a lap dance and a huge smooch and they gave it they didn't give it to him. Yeah. And Who's going to outkiss that? Well, and then there was the couple that kissed their beer instead of each other. I don't know if they were on a work thing or what but, the deal but was But again, more creative than the people who actually won. You were pretty tickled that Taylor Swift was booed. Yes. It was a Jumbotron cheer exercise <laughs> where cheer for this, boo for this, cheer for this, boo for this. And the audience kind of participated and decides. And Taylor Swift came up and... The whole stadium booed. The biggest boos, even taxes was an option. Mm -hmm. The biggest boos were for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey. Which was awesome. Yeah. Just simply awesome, Casey, that that was the biggest boos of the afternoon were for uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I really like the uh, when they do the horsepower. Yeah. And it, it sounds like an engine. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And the third down, yeah. you know, I was getting into that. And I realized something. I have only been to three NFL games uh-huh. in my life. Yep. All three have been with the Colts. How exciting. So apparently I'm a fan. You are. Uh, real quick, if I might have just a moment, I want to thank our audience for mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, on Friday, it was the grand finale of the Breeders' Crown Challenge that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And this was the uh, charity challenge uh, uh, where various local, air quote, celebrities here, because it was people like me and JMV, who they dubbed celebrities, um, lended our, lent, lended, lent, whatever it is, our names to various local charities. And we did a variety of challenges. Harris, Harris, the big casino there in Anderson, was kind of the sponsor on all this and the point person on all this to raise money for local charities um and our charity helping veterans and families won the event eighty four thousand dollars to help local veterans yeah it was great and our audience was a big part of that because part of this was sharing and liking Mm -hmm. very social media posts so we want to say thank you to everyone who participated in that it's going to help a lot of great local veterans and it's amazing we won casey eighty four thousand dollars is a lot of good money for that charity and i just can't believe we won because no one listens to our show congratulations on your win but uh, like you said, thanks to our listeners. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.